Day, kind of sound radio is getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. A very, 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 very warm welcome to all our kind of sound viewers and listeners right here on kind of sound radio. What a wonderful privilege it is today for me to be in studio after a long time of not being in the studio presenting. I'm Joe Engel, and I'm presenting our show, Getting to Know Our Team Today. And we've got with us in studio, up close and personal, with our very own presenter, Joanna. And if I'm saying it correctly, Orzehowska is the surname for Polish. Joanna, was that correct? Yes, that was close enough. Ozachowska, to be exact. <laughs> Welcome in studio, Joanna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely a pleasure. I think we're both equally a bit nervous, aren't we? <laughs> yes, I definitely am. Um, but I think that's good. It would be easier for me to refer with my guest in future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's, I mean, let's just have fun. And also in studio, a very close friend of Joanna's, uh, Patrizia. Welcome in studio, Patrizia. <laughs> Hi, hello. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. And I can't imagine how nervous you are because I'm, I'm even nervous, even though I'm just in the background there. <laughs> Patrizia, where are you from? I'm from Poland as well. Are you there at the moment? Uh, no, no, I'm actually in, um, in the UK now. In the UK at the moment. Okay. Yeah, both of you are from, from Poland and maybe, you know, let's kick the show off by telling us a bit about your friendship so people can have a reference of where the two of you, where have you met and, and, and uh, you know, where are you now in your friendship? Um, so we met, I think not that too long ago, uh, probably around three years ago. Uh, Patricia, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was three years ago. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, around the time. And we met um, because I joined a band where uh, Patricia was singing. So I became a bass player there and this is how we met. And very quickly we clicked and we became very close friends. And then we ran several artistic initiatives together, but also um, many personal stories between each yes other. definitely I think we've gone through a lot even though it's you know you might think it's just three years um, but through this friendship we've gone through really a lot um, of you know adventures together and I think it's only the beginning I really do hope so <laughs> wow yes, definitely. that sounds exciting if, if I look at um if I look at the, your resume, um, Johanna, your involvement in music and listening to that song coming up, we're going to listen to a song the two of them uh, performed together live. Um, and that's very exciting. So I can see that this is only going to only be a very special friendship. Definitely. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's kick off with uh, a little bit of um, astrology, Johanna, a little bit of fun. This is a fun approach just to see how you align with, um, you know, what they say about the Sagittarius woman. Usually, Adi, one of our presenters, would uh, present this, but she's unfortunately been blessed with many visitors today, um, and she's unable to um, to join the show. So I'm going to give it a, give it a shot. And your birthday is in November 28th. Have I got that right? Yes, you got 28th it right. November. It makes you a Sagittarius woman. 
Both of you. Oh, goodness, yes. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Kenneth, maybe you can both um, kind of see how you both, uh, you know, weigh up against um, this, uh, this report on Sagittarius. They say, well, you're obviously known as the archer. Um, that's your zodiac. Your zodiac sign is fierce, adventurous, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. optimistic, <laughs> spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I can definitely see by your resume, intellectual definitely adds up, um, you know, I mean, there's talent and there's an in intellect, there's high intelligence with your, with your maths and all that, Joanna. <laughs> so how do, are those things kind of like um, lining up with you guys? 100%. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Sometimes you don't okay. even want it to be that correct. <laughs> <laughs> Fierce. So Sagittarius is a fire sign ruled by Jupiter and because they are mutable this means they tend to be flexible and are fine with switching up traditions mm. so sagittarius now let's look at the sagittarius weakness oh, oh are they <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that the the sagittarius uh, woman is the has the inability to fulfill promises that's possible, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lacks in a bit of patience. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lacks a little bit of tact. Yes, I think so, yes. That's okay. my case. Like straight down with that arrow, you know, just hit it where it matters. Just watch mm -hmm. out um, today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I better be careful here. Sagittarius, yeah. and then Sagittarius likes independency. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Journey, mm -hmm. philosophy, mm -hmm. yeah. outdoor, act outdoor activities. What does yeah. it mean? Outdoor, outdoor, Ad yeah. outdoor oh, activities. Oh, outdoor right. activities, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah definitely, 100%. Definitely, yeah. hey? I mean, you're a traveler of notes. Sagittarius dislikes tenacious identities, mm. being straightened. Mm hmm <laughs> 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 and maybe that speaks about the first boyfriend that didn't work out so well. Uh -huh. <clears throat> no, I didn't say that, did I? Detailed <laughs> things. Detailed yes, things. Yes, 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 definitely. Mm. These folks are very noisy, overly energetic. <laughs> <laughs> overly energetic and have an inquiring mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? so that does that add up? It does. I'm not sure if I'm noisy, but I'm definitely very energetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apart from that, everything 100% sure. So that's in a nutshell, um, uh, both of you then. Yeah, so that's may maybe that's why you, you get along so well. Um, it's just because yes. you, you just Probably, find it together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think mm -hmm. we sometimes might have a different approach to things, but we both go in kind of the same direction. And mm -hmm. so we can share these approaches and you know, learn from one another. So that's a very, very good, um, I think, aspect of this friendship as well. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Just to give the listeners a bit of a background, Joanna has uh, joined the Kind of Sound team and she has recently done a debut on, it's like a traveling, a traveling program, uh, which she calls Leave Your Dream. Um, and that's, um, it's very, I love it. It's so, it's, it's, it's just refreshing, it's, it's light. Um, and she gives people, who, travelers, the chance to really share their stories. And it's often it's very meaningful stories of, of what they've discovered on their, on their journeys. And recently she had a lady that, 
uh, it's a psychotherapist, um, if I rem remember correctly, Joanna, who actually traveled and ended up in India and then, you know, shared that perspective of, shared the ex perspective of hers as a psychotherapist. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so um, in more than one way, welcome once again, Joanna, on Kind of Sound. Thank you. Maybe I was just um, uh, clarify. It's not necessarily traveling uh, mm -hmm. show, but it has a lot of traveling within uh, in the content. So basically, my, my, some of my guests might not be actively traveling right now, but it end up where they are because of traveling, for instance. Uh -huh. Or traveling okay. was a big part of the story. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that speaks into your own life as well, I think. It does, yes. We'll get to that a bit later. Mm -hmm. So let's start with something very special. Um, in Poland, uh, which which town in Poland were you? Uh, did you grow up in? Um, Lots. It's okay. central Poland. All right. And you, something very special in your family is music. And your your father, um, uh, if I can create the picture in the viewer's mind, if your father had you in the one in the one arm, and with the other arm, with the other hand, he'd play the piano. And he did a little lullaby, um, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, as <laughs> Kolisanka Klasi. <laughs> that's actually very good. Yeah, that's what, exactly what it means. Kolisanka Ashi means lullaby for, Ash, uh, for yeah, well, my Polish name is Asha. That's the same as Joanna. I know it's very confusing for <laughs> non-Polish people, but that's uh -huh. basically my name in Polish, yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, cool. That is brilliant. So um, share a bit about your, your, that very special thing with your father and music and your relationship. Um, yes. So um, when you asked me to prepare some songs for this um, show, I just thought to search for something meaningful for my childhood as the first part of the show is my childhood. So... Um, I asked my dad if he can like come up with something, maybe remember something uh, related to my childhood. Um, and then he thought, why don't we present this song, which I actually almost forgotten about, uh, because obviously when I first heard it, I was so little that I wasn't conscious enough, but mm -hmm. it brings up a lot of good memories. So that was a really good idea. And I encourage him to record it um, again so that we can play it today. And this is exactly what you said. Um, he wrote this song for me when I was just born. And uh, he, I mean, the constraint was to be able to play it with one hand so that he can hold me on the other. But uh, I just wanted to definitely mention that I have both parents. It's just my dad composed the yeah. song. No, it's just, yeah. Yes, yes. We can get to your mom just now. That was, that is so special that he did that. And you got your music, are both your parents uh, musical or is it your father's side? Um, in a way, uh, I mean, both of my parents are talented musically, uh, but my mom's background is more dancing. They actually met in the theater, but um, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, I mean, let's, um, I think let's listen to that song. This is such a special thing. Um, you want to take that away, Django?
Mind of Sound Radio, the station for a global community. That was so special. <laughs> sure, it warms the heart. How are you feeling? Good, good. I mean, I had a chance to listen it a few days ago already. So, um, yeah, uh, getting used to do this again. Very good, feeling very good. Patricia? Patricia? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, st- I'm thinking it's like from a film, you know, like it's a good start of a film. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, if, if you ever if you ever make a film about your life, Joanna, mm. you should definitely include that bit, like at mm. the very beginning. Okay. It's, it's magical. Mm. Oh, That's stunning. Let's get on with uh, with your childhood. Um, we, for those of this joint, you've you're in the show, getting to know our team on Kind of Sound, and we've got uh, Johanna with us, one of our presenters in studio with her friend Patricia, and we, um, we're just getting to know our, our, our Johanna, as Kath Temple would say, our Johanna. So um, starting um, to learn to play an instrument at the age of seven or eight, well, let's, well hang on, before we get to that, before seven or eight, um, growing up in Poland, um, can you remember? Have you got memories of your childhood uh, before before you went to school? Oh yes, obviously I have some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what ex- exactly are you looking for? Well, give us a picture of um, you know as a, as a, as a as a to- toddler before before preschool, what it was like. You know what what you remember. Um, you know, do you remember playing in the snow? Do you remember having fun times going on holiday? Um, uh, was the education already involved before you went to school, etc.? Um, at my times, I think now it's a bit different, but at my times, the education in in Poland started at the age of seven. Okay. Uh, so uh, anything before the age of seven, it was actually before the school times. Oh, I'm really struggling to remember. I definitely remember <laughs> playing the snow. That was uh, always the fun part, not only mm-hmm. before I went to school, always when I was in school and still is if I only have a chance. So um, it's, it's so difficult to reach those memories, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I suppose from, from the age of, um, from when school started, you started learning to play an instrument around about the age of, of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you so want to share? I've got a question actually. Yes, go, um, go, go. Did you, were you actually interested in, in music or in playing instrument before you um, went to school? Were you kind of like, you know, intrigued because your parents are musical? Yes, 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 Good yes, question. definitely. I wanted to learn to play before but my dad was not letting me touch an instrument so before I reached certain age because he thought I would not be serious enough uh, so I think probably that's why I was so desperate to start playing and when I started it just it just became a world to me mm-hmm. that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense um, but you had difficulties in school when you started with school they were they were difficult we get back to the music just now again mm-hmm um, but then there was when when you started school there was there was you you felt you, you had difficulty with reading and with mm-hmm. writing yeah. and um, I'm appreciating the fact that you that you're becoming vulnerable and making making this known that you had this you were struggling with dyslexia at school mm-hmm. um, but you had a very strong talent in music and that played an, a very important part in in keeping you going. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about that dyslexia and how it played into your into your primary school or into your school mm-hmm. career, basically. 
Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, so the thing is that when I was little, um, no one knew I had dyslexia. So the only the only diagnosis was that I can't read and write properly. Um, I'm not learning as quick as other children do. So this made me feel made me feel worse and excluded, um, and it really affected my confidence for for many many years. Probably in some areas still affects my confidence right now, because I just got to believe that I'm not clever enough, um, and. I only find out that I'm dyslexic in the age of 14. Um, it's just, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if it's the case in Poland in general or was then. I believe that was the case in Poland in general, that no one was exploring it when I was little. Um, but definitely it was not the case in my school. They started looking into people having problems with learning when I was around that age, 14. Sure. And then I got diagnosed and then then I could finally understand why I was struggling so much. Well, and this is where I started picking up some, some confidence. Yeah. Sure. That's a big thing. I mean, so how many children suffered um, because of that and that had a false impression of themselves feeling stupid, as you say. A lot. Which was not, yeah. I mean, and which is obviously not the case because you've become a master student in mathematics. So... Um, amazing how PhD things... actually PhD, <laughs> PhD in last <laughs> <laughs> PhD. <laughs> I mean how that turned around. That's amazing. So, yeah. um, wow. It's actually then... so um, interesting that. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Um, no. It's actually so interesting that you know children that you might you might think they lack in certain areas, they will usually be very very talented in different areas. So we we have to. We have to really open our minds up, um, not just classify, you know, a student as, um, oh, they're not good at this and that, because we, we, we should probably look at what they're actually really, really good at, and that mm. could build up on their confidence from the early age. Yeah, definitely. What a difference that would make to so many children around the world suffering with the same thing. Yes, um, and I'm actually reading like... a book about it right now. Um, right now, <laughs> uh, okay. which is, I think, 400 pages uh, thick, uh, sure. and it's for, for dyslectic people. I think <laughs> the irony is that if you read it, you stop being dyslectic. But uh, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it, it helps me understand a lot about it um, and actually understand how many people have suffered exactly the same experience as I did. So the interesting thing is that your the music um, in your life became very prominent, and at the age of 12, you won all music competitions in Poland, playing the keyboard. Yes. Um, but what, what a wonderful thing. And that must have given you so much confidence in yourself to be able to do that. Yes. So music was my, became my world, was um, like the, the thing which I was just looking forward to. Um, I was coming back from school and I was just coming to to my keyboard and playing uh, and practicing um, and I was just becoming increasingly better in that and um, yes as I said I was taking part in, in many competitions and the rule mm. was that you could only take part in the competition till you win it when you win it you cannot take part in it anymore so by the end of 12 I realized I have no more competitions to take part in and <laughs> I started started learning playing guitar <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing and, and I think w once you knew what the problem was with the dyslexia I mean I can see it, it turned around so much for you your physics and maths just went up you discovered 
your intellect and I mean, there must have been a lot of freedom in, in going forward. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, I, I discovered physics uh, because this this was something which you could learn by logic. It didn't require reading yeah. and writing. Most of the other yeah. subjects were based on reading and writing, which yeah. always gave me the, the disadvantage. Yeah. But then there was also astronomy. That's uh, you yeah. started developing an interest in astronomy as well with yeah. your with your telescope. Tell us about your telescope. <laughs> um, so I became really interested in astronomy. I think I think the reason why I did is because um, when I was little, and sometimes my parents were living with me with my elder brother, who is like mm. nine years elder. Um, so obviously he was way more uh, mature and he was interested in you know many different subjects and one of the subjects he knew about was astronomy so when I was little he was just telling me this as a as a fairy tale you know like just um, I, I would ask him when I was little can you tell me a fairy tale and, and he didn't know any so he was telling me those things so I think <laughs> this is when it all started okay. and then when I was uh, growing up I was just starting picking up them books myself and it was the first time when I was actually reading something because always I struggle reading I didn't want to read but I was so interested in that that I was just making myself to read through the astronomy books and I was um, when I got to certain stage my my parents just decided to buy me uh, the telescope as a surprise uh, for my names day because in Poland we celebrate uh, not only birthday but also names day okay. <laughs> it's a strange concept but we do yeah. uh, and um <laughs> They they just bought it for me, and uh, since then I was I had lots of uh, sleepless sleepless nights on on my balcony watching stars. And uh, well, people say watching stars is watching planets, actually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, we need to just keep a, keep an eye on the clock here. So um, sure. I'm I'm thinking that uh, I, I'm I'm noticing that you've got friends sending some some questions through on, on on our whatsapp line we've got the whatsapp line going for your friends and then we have the telegram telegram line going for our presenters and, and teammates who want to ask some questions so um i just want to ask everybody to please you know, put your names um after your questions so we know who's sending the question we can't recognize you just from the number so please keep those questions coming in we're going to go into the questions uh, session now with joanna and um we can maybe no. Let's leave that song for a bit later. Let's go. Let's get into some questions. So, um, Django, have you got some some questions you want to share with us from your side there, from the team? Sure. So I've got a <clears throat> excuse me. I've got a question here from Jackie. She says, "Where in the world have you tra traveled to or lived, and would you like to return to? Enjoy your show." <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, for this one. Very good one. Um, so, except living in Poland and in the UK, um, obviously, um, I also lived in Spain, which is really close to my heart. And uh, I, I would like to be able to spend more time there. I don't know if living there or just uh, have a summer house. I don't know. But just would like mm -hmm. to definitely spend as much time as possible in that country. Uh, and I traveled... I mean, many places, to be honest. I, I've been in probably most of the countries in European Union. And then out of Europe, I explored Asia quite well. Um, many countries, really, in Southwest West Asia. Um, and then on top of that, um, 
Canada and and uh, Peru and uh, Morocco, I think, and that's pretty much it. Right. Oh, it's so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty nice. Tell what I thought. I've got a, I've got a question here from um, Denisa. If I've got that, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Denisa. Okay, so she, she, she's saying. Um, why do you prefer to live in the UK and not in your home country? Thanks with a smile. <laughs> um, I don't know if I prefer. I just I just end up being here really because I I came first for my uh, for my master degree and then I stayed for a PhD, um, which it wasn't planned at all. I was just supposed to come for one year, um, but I was offered a PhD a scholarship. So I remained. And then when I finished, I just straight away got a job. So um, I didn't leave. Uh, so the next time I left was when I quit uh, my job and I went traveling. I traveled for five months. Um, I went to um, Nepal, India and Indonesia. And then after I run out of money so I had to come back somewhere <laughs> and I had to start making money again so um, the natural thing was to come back to the UK uh, because I I have a background in working in the UK I've never worked I mean I did work in Poland but never worked in a in my profession in Poland if it makes sense mm. so yeah that's yeah. why okay Django more questions from your side none more here thank you so I've got a question from Isa um, is, am I saying that correct? Was it Isa or Isa? Oh, Isa, yes. Isa. First Isa. <laughs> Isa. <laughs> okay, Isa. Isa, she's saying, hello, I'm listening to Kind of Sound, and I was wondering if we could ask Johanna about the languages she speaks. Thank you. Yes, uh, of course. So I obviously speak Polish, as you can imagine. Uh, probably you can also imagine that I do speak English, <laughs> but I also speak um, Spanish. I used to know some little Italian, but I think I have forgotten everything now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When, when did you start learning these languages? Mm, Part of your so, travels or? Um, so obviously English is something which uh, you have to learn at school in Poland. Uh, so I knew something already, but I was not really fluent or confident with. Um, and I don't know if that's the case in, in other countries as well, but in Poland, um, they teach you grammar more than speaking. So it wasn't really useful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, now it is actually, because now since I know how to speak, the grammar it comes into place. So that's, that's mm -hmm. important. But, um, but I naturally was graduating towards uh, Spanish for some reason. I was really fascinated by this country and the language as well. So it was my big big um, passion and I just started uh, learning um, Spanish because I wanted to and my mom was telling me and I don't know if she remembers that but she was telling me uh, to uh, better focus on English which is more important but I was so <laughs> stubborn and I wanted to learn Spanish. So this is what I did. And um, she was telling me that probably uh, this is not going to be very useful in my life, but it became very useful because then I went to Spain for my Erasmus study. So I had to study in this language. Um, so hmm. that was very useful. And then, 
uh, yeah, and the English, I just, you know, I, I came to England, so naturally I started picking it up as well, started improving. Yeah. So maybe we can get back to some more questions and questions from friends and family. And I actually have a question as well. If that's you go okay. for it. Um, so Joanna, I know you you're very happy in where you are now, but imagine all the borders open, the coronavirus is over, and mm. you're free to go, and you're free to do anything, at, um, whatever you want. Where are you going? I am really quite curious um, <laughs> um, about your plan. Yeah, so um, many countries on my list, definitely. But I think the first one is going to be Sri Lanka. Uh, and it's because when I was in Bali uh, one and a half years ago, um, my my very close friend from Bali was constantly telling me about um, that country that I have to visit it. And if I love Bali, I'm going to love Sri Lanka as well. So uh, I, I trust her judgment. So I'm definitely going to a substantial amount of time there when I can. Hmm. Well, I, I I really hope it works out for you. Oh, it will at some point. Well, while we're at it, I also have a question for you. My question is around spirituality. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to know what your, if you have a spiritual practice, what it is and where it comes from and what, um, where, where, you, where are you going with it? Right. So as we talked in the beginning of the show, I'm Sagittarius. I'm very bad with uh uh, regularity and practices like mm -hmm. specific practices but I am definitely um, um, I do meditate uh, especially when I feel I need to <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and um, I um, what I started learning when I started traveling in 2019 uh, was the Buddhism um, so I have attended several Buddhist courses and this is a philosophy which really is close to my heart and I um, even if I don't have many even if I don't have super formal practice I somehow somehow um, consciously come back to those teachings whether I want it or not it's just it, I'm, I'm naturally pulled towards them and I end up picking up my notes or hmm. listening to some speeches is just trying to keep my mindset within that space whenever possible hmm. If something resonates with you, it's, it's, um, that's what I'm speaking from my own spiritual practices. When something resonates and you just know it, it happens for you, then yeah. it's good to go with that, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Got a awesome. question um, here from Ian. Cool. Uh, feels sort of related. He asks, what is one of the biggest life lessons you've learned on your travels and why? Oh, wow. There are so many. <laughs> um, so I think the most important thing which I learned is that um, it's okay to be you. Like if So you might find yourself different uh, in your everyday environment because... Um, you know the life is supposed to look certain way when you're back home it's just this is the this is the way it is basically um but there are people like mine there are people like you just you need to search for them and this is what i discovered a lot while while traveling um during that five months trip because um i just found my tribe and this is something which i called um um, continuous friend theory because I, I had this experience that I was um, 
meeting someone completely new and talking to this person for um, for 30 minutes uh, and then I was feeling a very, very deep connection with this person. This person exactly got me, understood what I was and why I was this way. And then um, the next day I'll meet someone else and, and talk to someone else and get a very deep connection again. So that was like a... I felt like I'm continuously having a best friend with me, but it was every time in a form or in reincarnation of different person, if you like. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not always the longest relationships that are the deepest. Sometimes you can just meet someone mm. on the street and, you know, mm. have that connection Connect. straight away. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. But my learning was to look for my tribe. Um, so this is what I'm cultivating uh, since I'm back as well. That's very cool. There's also a question from, from Javi. Do you know Javi? Javi, Javi, uh, J-A-V-I? Oh, Javi, Javi, Javi. Javi. Okay, so the J is a, it's a H. Javi. Uh, my question is, if you are about to travel somewhere and can only get three things in your, in your back bag, what <laughs> would it be? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Okay, this is a good one, but I think it really depends where I'm going and what for. Because um, uh, if so, if if I if I was about to travel right now, and if things happen the way I want to, and I'm allowed to work remotely and uh, then travel while working, then I need to pack my laptop <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, other than that, the laptop won't be required. Um, I'm thinking knife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know why this comes to my mind, but it, it has a lot of applications. Just you can do a lot with it. Yeah. You can do a lot with it, like, like a Swiss survival, knife like, oh, like with my boyfriend. Let's say when we go um, wild um, camping, then uh, oh. this is like very very useful tool. Like you can use it for anything. Thing like with, a leatherman uh, kind of knife. Setting. Yeah, yeah, like for so many things, so many applications. Yeah. Um, so, okay, these are two laptops and my <laughs> knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what will be the third one. That's the third one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, have you got a traveling, have you got an instrument that you can pack in your bag, in your backpack? <laughs> yeah, ukulele, I guess. I can ukulele, <laughs> Matches, matches, yeah, I'll take matches. <laughs> oh, that's oh. fine. Yeah, cool. Um, any any more questions from your side, Django? Okay, I think it's a good time to move on as well. Uh, we need to get back to your to your studying years. Um, you were actually um, playing guitar as a you know teaching playing guitar as a temporary job while you were studying mathematics at Technical University. Um, and then you were an exchange ex exchange student in Spain, and you went to the UK for the student exchange, and then and then you stayed for your PhD. Maybe take us on that. Uh, give us a bit of uh, you know a background on the journey as a student. Um, yeah, so I I had an interest in technical subjects, and I really wanted to study astronomy, but uh, there wasn't any in my uh, in my hometown, and for some reason, I just decided not to relocate anywhere. And I um, decided to study mathematics, uh, thinking that this is a very uh, 
I don't know, futuristic and useful subject. Uh, I don't know if it is really or not, but <laughs> this is what I thought then. And um, um, so, yeah, I did, and in Poland, this is five years master degree. Uh, at least that was then. It wasn't like split into bachelor and master as it is in other countries. Um, so this is what I was doing. And as you said, in the meanwhile, I was um, getting some pocket money by teaching, playing guitar, and then later on, I uh, decided to go for a student exchange um, because I told you already about my passion for Spanish language. Mm. So I have um, I, I have uh, gone to Spain and I did um, six months there, uh, picking up a lot of Spanish uh, in the meanwhile and traveling a lot and um, exploring the country and probably doing what typical, well, I, I probably was not, not even a typical um, Erasmus student because I was not partying and drinking as much as others. I was more into exploring the country and traveling for some reason. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. And then when I came back, I knew that I want to go again. I want to go again somewhere. And um, the logical choice was to learn some English. So I... Um, I came back for a year and then I was working on how I can go for another student exchange, which is in theory not allowed, but I have somehow managed to convince my university to send me second time. And, um, That's great, wow. Um, and that uh, there wasn't any mathematics uh, at Coventry University where I studied, so um, they um, I had to pick another subject, so I picked logistics and I convinced my university that this is fine, I can do logistics as a part of my math degree. <laughs> and they mm -hmm. agreed and they said, okay, fine, as long as your master dissertation applies one to another. So this mm -hmm. is what I did. And then when I wrote the dissertation, uh, the Coventry University got interested into that and they they just uh, offered me to stay for the PhD degree in exactly that area, applied mathematics in logistics. So this is sort of like coincidentally um, put me on the right, right track. Okay, so I'm um, not only talented, but also very intelligent. Eh? Thank you. I think your boyfriend should be very lucky to have you. Uh, I hope he, <laughs> he feels is. this way. He, he realizes that. <laughs> so speaking of boyfriends, um, you were, you composed a song. Um, and I'm not sure if it's for the current boyfriend or it was for current, the current. Current, of course. For Lucas. For Lucas. This one is for you, Lucas. So she composed this beautiful song, um, and and then herself and Patrizia were performing it live in front of an audience. So um, uh, maybe you can tell us a bit more about how this song came about and, uh, you know, about the performance. And then we're going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. um, so this song is a result of my mindset, which I brought up from my five-month journey in, in Asia. And then, um, because with Lucas, we had this um, deep conversation, I think on our, I think second date, I'm not sure right now, uh, but we had a really deep conversation which brought me back to this space again. Um, I, just the day after I sat and um, and I played this song, I don't know, I channeled this song uh, and it was with having Lucas in mind. Um, and then with Patricia, I mean, when I played it to Patricia, she was like, oh my God, can I like play this one on, on a competition I'm taking part in? Um, and and I said, yes, of course, why not? And um, it was possible that she would come with somehow with someone to 
um, play the the piano background with her. So that's what mm. I did. I came with her and we performed it together on that competition. Patricia, do you want to add something? Um, yes, the thing is, I really, um, I felt that song so deeply, even though this was for Lucas. Um, I, res you know, it resonated with me. So I thought it might also resonate with uh, with other people that are on, you know, on the kind of the same maybe spiritual journey. Because because this is not this is not really like a personal song. It's kind of a general song about uh, the things you can, you know, sometimes overlook and. Uh, you know, sometimes when you forget about about um, very important things, you just get caught up with the daily life, and then you meet someone and they ask you like very meaningful questions about your life. And I was like, oh my god, this is great! I definitely want to sing it, and uh, that's why I. Um, it was just the time when I when I uh, registered for an open mic UK, uh, and yeah, so that's how we. <laughs> that's how we got to play it and we also got through to the next round so I guess wow. other people liked it as well <laughs> what you described there uh, Patricia is, is such a universal quality you know uh, the way you were drawn to it and what it meant to you I think uh, I think that's maybe what uh, the song what the song touches everybody um, so wonderfully so why don't we listen to that song um, this is uh, I think there's a picture that might come along with it and uh, Patricia, you were singing the song, and and Jana, you were performing it on piano, right? So that's the that's how you were performing it. Yeah, yeah, and I was singing right. second second as well, <laughs> so the background okay. voice. Yes, I heard there was. Okay, great. Take it away, Django. Let's listen to the song. Beautiful. Yeah. 
<laughs> Beautiful, oh ladies. That was stunning. Sure. You, I hope you're still singing together. Thank you. Yes, we are actually planning to um, record the song properly, like studio ah. quality. Excellent. Uh, that's stunning. It's, 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 it's like you you kind of torn in between uh, the, you know, listening to it and being like, oh, my God, you know, mm. this is live. Oh, my God, I made so many mistakes. But then on the <laughs> other hand, you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. It brings me yeah. back to this moment when we were there together, uh. you know, and I like it, was, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. It was live, yeah. but we promise you a better version. <laughs> yeah, it's just so beautiful that you don't notice any mistakes. I mean, it's really stunning. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking of musicians, um, if uh, just to our listeners out there, um, if you have recorded any of your own music or know of someone who has, and would love to sign to assist in getting exposure. Kind of Sound supports up-and-coming unsigned artists who share our values of kindness to planet, animals, and people. Um, and we would love to meet you for an interview and promote your music on our live broadcasts, podcasts, episodes, and social media. So we will also create a profile for you on our website. If you want to get in touch with us, if you're interested, you can send us an email to info at kindersound.org. That's info at kindersound.org. Yes, and if you would like to see Kind of Sound grow and enjoy our shows, please do hit the subscribe button right now, the like and the subscribe button, and also the bell next to it if you want to receive some show notifications. We are trying to grow this station because we promote people with good messages, kind messages to planet, animals, and people. So that's all the good reason for doing it. Well, Let's move on. Oh, I, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I actually use it as well. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So let's move on. We've got about less than 10 minutes uh, left of the show. Um, Joanna, let's move into your adult years. What are you up to at the moment? Um, so hang on, let me rephrase. Let me, sorry, hang on, let's, let's, <laughs> let's start with when you finished your, your studies, mm -hmm. what happened um, work-wise? And let's take a journey into that um, part of your life. Right, so when I graduated, I quickly got a job. Um, so very briefly, I worked at the, at the university um, as a researcher, and then quickly I moved into industrial job, and I worked as a consultant because I thought it's going to be exciting because it involves a lot of traveling. <laughs> How wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I don't regret this experience. It was an amazing experience if you think about it overall. Uh, but it also um, exhausted me because, um, you know, the work, um, the long work hours, um, plus the constant movement, um, it can be exhausting. So I think I burned out um, after three years of being there and I had to quit. Um, and then I had this uh, really <laughs> good idea that um, why don't I start teaching, playing guitar again? Um, and I joined it with my passion for meditation as well. And um, I, I was trying to set up my own um, business, if you, if you like to call it this way, in teaching mindfulness through playing guitar and the other way around. Uh, so I think the idea was interesting uh, because there is a lot of similarities and um, it, playing an instrument is a mindful thing anyway. And then... Um, 
if you apply some principles of mindfulness, you can pick up an instrument away quicker. Um, so the idea, I think, was good, but I wasn't in a really good place myself. Uh, I think there was a, a, many things going on in my private life then. So I think I didn't attract it well enough then. I wasn't in a good space. Um, so I just decided to leave it all and um, and just uh, go for traveling. And I traveled for five months uh, in, yeah, as I said before, uh, Nepal, India, and Indonesia. And I attended many Buddhist courses. Uh, I uh, even... Um, so I attended Dalai Lama teachings once in India. Uh, I um, did uh, other trainings like sound healing, and um, I um, I did the Ayurvedic treatment for myself. I met many like-minded people. Um, I gained my self-confidence. I started um, accepting myself for, for who mm. I am. Um, I uh, changed my life, basically. This experience changed my life a lot, a lot. Sounds like um, a major, a major change of life in that during that time. Yes, yes, and you can you can really tell this because when I came back and I had to look for a job, and when I met my boyfriend as well, like you can tell that I attracted completely different experiences already. Mm. So my boyfriend is, um, you know, very accepting, and he's really um, after me, and he um, he loves me for what I am. Uh, he doesn't try to change me. He just he's he loves me for what I am, basically. Um, and and the job, uh, very similar experience. I'm I'm feeling appreciated. Uh, I don't, I'm not feeling uh, exploited at all. Um, mm. Obviously, this is still an office work uh, where you have to devote eight hours, uh, and it's not ideal. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. But for now, this is this is really good, and it's working with me very well. That is very awesome. I, I remember you saying earlier that, um, you know, I think you were answering the question maybe that Ian asked, and I'm, I'm just thinking that you 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 understood that there, there there was nothing wrong with you and that there were plenty of people like you. You came into yeah. yourself. You understood yourself better and realized there's so many people like yourself and there's, there's nothing wrong with you. You are absolutely yeah. perfectly fine. And yeah. that's such, what's such a, what an awakening. Yes, yes. Uh, I needed it. I needed it so much then. <laughs> If I can add something, um, while Joanna was um, traveling and, you know, wanting to find herself and wanting to find out that, you know, there is actually nothing wrong with her, uh, she was very missed because we were in Coventry, we had that band, you know, she joined. Mm. And why do you think sometimes, oh my God, I'm useless, my life is, you know, my life is horrible, I have to change everything. Some people look up to you and they're like, she's so great, she's doing so well. Um, we really missed her in the band, you know. <laughs> she was a very great um, member of it and she she showed her um, like talent in playing so many instruments and teaching other people. Yeah. And she was very, very missed. Um, yeah. Sometimes we don't realize um, how other people look at us because we only kind of like, you know, see through our pain and... Mm -hmm. Very valid. Very valid Thank statement. Yeah. Oh, actually, which I think I should add here. Um, I started actually writing a book about my experience. Um, I was so just going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I jumped ahead. Carry on. <laughs> ask me now. <laughs> 
Tell us more about your book, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, such a surprise. I didn't expect this question. No, he didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So I, um, so I started writing because I, when I was traveling, I started writing diary just to deal with my own emotions and understand what's going on and also to remember uh, things what they were at the moment because sometimes, you know, our, our mind... Um, twists our memories memories with time yeah. so uh i was just writing it up for myself purely but uh then at some point i realized some other people might be going through very similar experiences as i did so why don't i use it to um inspire other people as well mm-hmm. and this book is I'm, I'm finalizing it right now and it's about uh not just the physical journey but also the inner journey um and plus the Buddhist teachings, plus all the travel experience. So I'm hoping this might be quite an interesting mix for some people at least. Yeah, you know, Joanna, coming from you, um, what you've gone through in life, what you've learned and what you're sharing today, it's, I, I'm sure that this book's going to be awesome. I definitely would be very keen to grab a copy of that and, and have a read this. I definitely, think, um, and Thank yeah, you. we're very fortunate to have you on Kind of Sound and I'm looking forward to what, you, what you're gonna be contributing going forward. So yes. we're heading towards the end of our show now and we need to, this, this quotation that we always ask our uh, guests, in this case, not really a guest, but um, we ask our, our guests for what their favorite quote is. And you, say, you said that yours were, the only thing, and this is by Albert Einstein, the only thing which interferes with my learning is my education. Why did you choose that? <laughs> because this is uh, this is what I felt a lot at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is true in some sense because we are learning. Um, we are learning um, anything in life. We're learning through our experience, not from the mm-hmm. f- through the formal education. And the formal education tends to put us in the boxes which we don't necessarily fit in. So mm-hmm. um, this is what I meant by that. Mm. And that speaks very much into what's happening right now. And a kind of sound is also very, very keen and busy with, with Charlotte Spooner to develop something for, 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 for children, kind of education, where we um, exactly want to look at alternative education, which is um, speaking into, or what you just spoke into now, that it's about the experience that kids have, that teachers are not sitting down with curriculums and um, mm-hmm. being forced into um, you know, academia all the time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So we are out of time and we have to say, Johanna, thank you so much for, for coming on today and sharing with us one of our own, one of our team for you who might've just tuned in. This is the show getting to know our team on kind of sound. We had Johanna, one of our, our own in today's studio with her friend, Patricia. Thank you so much ladies for joining us in studio and sharing the way you did. Oh, thank you so much for giving me and us this opportunity it was really yes thank nice you it was very experience. lovely to spend this morning with you <laughs> that's awesome and thank you for the guys who sent the questions we i think there were one or two but we couldn't get to now but thanks guys and please do subscribe if you enjoy our shows and help kind of sound grow please um this one last song maybe they can squeeze it in django is it time for that last one yeah okay so that is something that's special to both patricia and joanna and it is let it go it's the from the soundtrack of frozen by i think it's adina menzel who sang that one so take it away cheers everybody
Snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I tried. Don't let them in. Don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel. Don't let them know. Well, now they know. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore.